1: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Saints Hour. Mike Koss here with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. And Mickey, I was reminded by several hoodads over the last couple of days, you know, hey, the sky's not falling. It is October 3rd. We haven't even had our first cold front yet. You know, it's... It's, it's way early, two and two, you know, there's only 18 games. I get it. Every loss is tough, and it feels to me, and th- that's the question, that it's really more about the way the last two losses have been and not just the fact that they're losses. It's kind of how they happened. Yeah, look, uh, um, I thought we played
0: um, – did some really good things in the Green Bay game. Um, we let it get away from us in the last quarter. Um, I think there's some circumstances there out of our control, but, but it happened. Um, last game was a little different. We didn't play well. I didn't think we played well in, in, on either side of the ball. And we, we made some mistakes that we just can't make um, and expect to, uh, to beat a good football team. So we've got to get that corrected. And, and look, I agree this guy's not falling, and yet we also have to act like it is falling in some degree, to some degree. And have a sense of urgency about um improving paying attention to details and um otherwise we're
1: going to find ourselves in the same boat um you know week after week what is kind of the message because it again week uh, week four two and two if you look over the last nine years the saints have had four two and two starts one including 2020 where you one game away from the nfc championship game so better than two and two in the last nine years, twice. Worse than two and two in the last nine years, four times. So you, this is not, you know, this is not a horrific place to be in, but as you say, what's the message from the building top down as it works its way through you to Dennis? Yeah, I, I think the
0: message is, is look, we've got, we've got to understand, we gotta be realistic about, about what um, we're doing that is not allowing us to win. Gotta be realistic about it, and we have to go about making corrections. Um, I I think we all believe we have a good football team, and, but yet we're not playing, you know, well. Um, we've done some really good things, even within these games, uh, but we've got to put that all together, and that that comes from preparation uh, during the week, and then being ready, and and and. Uh, um, You know taking advantage of the circumstances and the opportunities on the weekend Um, so I
1: don't think I don't think there's panic and yet we need to have urgency that's that's probably an excellent way uh, to to describe it you know uh, you and and Dennis both talk uh, a lot about situational football if you look at this it's just this past Sunday I mean it it becomes we had three scoring drives uh, 11 plays 12 plays 14 plays 18 minutes of clock but you got the three field goals and they had 17 plays 10 plays then they had the two play uh, drive because of the fumble but it's 14 minutes clock, so it's kind of the worst of both worlds because you're both chewing up pretty good solid chunks of time you're scoring field goals they're scoring touchdowns i mean that is exactly kind of what, what you talk about with situational football yeah i think
0: i think that's been a little bit of the theme of of our all four games this season is we've moved the ball um, effectively at times. And yet we, you know, we get to the red zone and we'll have a negative play. We'll have something that'll happen, a penalty. Um, and we end up kicking a field goal. We've got to, uh, you know, we've got to convert um, red zone opportunities into touchdowns. And historically we've been pretty good at that. So we've got to get back to that. We look, our, our coaches on offense, our players on offense, all understand that this is not, this is not some uh, um, deep secret. Um, we understand what needs to be done, and
1: we're going to go about uh, uh, attacking that and see if we can get it corrected. I guess that's kind of the, 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 the question is diagnosing what we just talked about, right? Maybe that's, you know, and then addressing it. Uh, when you look at your offense or your defense, whatever, whatever you choose, uh, the things that are fixable, right? And I hate to use the word fixable because that, that's probably a bad word to use, but better execution in the red zone. It's it's it is the if it were just one thing like sacks or penalties, you know, that's different. But it, it is it's never the same thing. So I guess there are things out there offensively and defensively that can be worked on. And I hate to use the word again fixed, but that's what it is during the week.
0: Yeah, I look it would be much easier if it was one thing that we needed to correct and, and uh, one area that we needed to correct. But I think, you know, each week it's been something a little different. It's not any one player, one position group or one thing. It's been uh, just a culmination of, of some other things. And uh, um, we understand that it gets back to, Hey, do your job, do just your job and do it well. And then everything will come together. And so, I think that's the message more than anything else is let's let us each of us do our jobs uh, to the best of our ability and the end result will um, be what we
1: desire. Especially when it comes to something like tackling, we've we kind of focused a lot on the offense. I thought that Tyron Matthew after the game said and this, I'm just quoting, he said, he said, we're falling back into some of the patterns where we think someone else is going to make the tackle. And that's, you know, that's, that is, you know, that's that's stuff that can be worked on during the week. And that's 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 exactly what you want to avoid. But I mean, he, he kind of said it.
0: Yeah, um look, I, I think we've we've played some really good defense for the most part during um, during these four games. I, I felt like we've had a couple lapses in the last six quarters that have really hurt us. Uh, we've had some penalties that have really hurt us um, at really inopportune times um, over the last couple of games. And so we just have has to be aware of that. We have to put, not put ourselves in that position um, where we can have a critical, you know, mistake at a critical point in time. And so, look, our players and coaches understand that. Um, and I, I, I'm really confident they'll get that corrected.
1: We were speaking with the Saints executive vice president and general manager Mickey Loomis. The Saints go on the road for – Back-to-back weeks. In fact, it's four straight weeks against the AFC at New England this Sunday, then at Houston, then back home for a Thursday night game on a short week, then back on the road to Indianapolis. We'll step aside, take a break, talk more with Mickey Limbous on the backside. This is the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: We are back here on the Saints Hour Mike My along with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. And Mickey, typically early on in NFL seasons, we do see defenses a little ahead of, of offenses at the start of the year. And if you kind of take away Miami, and they're always going to be skewed because of the 70-point effort. Buffalo, San Fran, Dallas. And you have the drop-off after that from an offensive standpoint. You have 13 teams. So 41% of your teams out there are averaging 20 points or less. It, it feels like it's the defense being out of the offense is more pronounced this year than at least I can remember. Yeah. I, I
0: look, I really haven't spent a lot of time uh, looking at that yet. Um, but, you know, historically you're, you're right. Typically the offenses are a little uh, slower at the front end of the season and, and they kind of catch up to the defense and, and uh, produce more points as the season goes
1: along. So um Hopefully
0: that's the case for us. <laughs>
1: yeah, is and is some of that, and every team's doing it. And it's not. It's not a criticism. I'm just wondering. You're back to three uh, preseason games, uh, and so you, you, a lot. You, you know, training camps are hard and and long, and you don't want to get guys hurt. So you really don't see a lot of the starters playing in the preseason game. Now you, you do in these these uh, these practices, these team practices. They've been so beneficial, but. Is some of the offenses, I mean, NFL, being a little slow maybe just – is that a result of the preseason maybe?
0: Well, I, I think it certainly could be. Um, and I think that's an area that we need to look at really closely. I'm talking uh, about we the Saints. We need to look at that really closely. And, you know, how are we operating during training camp? That I'm 100% with you that the practices against uh, another team during training camp are really valuable. And yet, it's not exactly a game situation. It's not. It's not the same as a preseason game, and so it's controlled, and so we have a better. We feel better about that in terms of health and safety, and 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 preventing injuries. And yet, is it the right way to prepare um, to get a fast start on the season? It's just an area we have to look at, uh, uh, pay a lot of attention to, and uh, we will.
1: The other than having an international game on your schedule, which you don't, does the team, the organization, have any say so, any vote whatsoever in when your bye week comes? Um, no,
0: that's right. just it, just uh, um, it's delivered to us. If you do have an international game, you can elect to choose, uh, uh, and have the bye week uh, on, on the back side of that international game. Um, you know, when we played in london uh, last week we we elected not to do the bye that week because we felt like it it's early. early in the season yeah. um but other than that you really don't have a choice
1: yeah i i i, I, I kind of I, I you're in the 11th week that's your bye week it's in between two road games seems pretty pretty good i only brought it up because tampa like this is the very first week you could actually have a bye and tampa does get a buy uh again it is what it is i was just kind of curious if, if if anybody had any kind of kind of say so in it. i mean there's you can make arguments either side it's, it's a good time or a bad time it is what it is but uh i was just curious uh, yeah i think i think look that i think most of us would prefer
0: to have a bye week at the midpoint and yet it, it always feels like whenever the bike comes it, it feels like man we really needed it right. <laughs> uh, whether it comes early or whether it comes late um and then there's, you know, there's the effect of the Thursday games, um, which creates a short week on the front end, but a long uh, period on the back end. And we have, you know, we have two of those. So those are in, a, in effect, a mini
1: buy, um,
0: um, and, and we've got a couple of those this season.
1: You know, one is at home. So you'll, you'll have you play on the road in Houston and then have, come home for a Thursday night with Jacksonville and then you'll be home for the giants on December 17th and then go on the road to LA okay. for for Thursday night. I mean, it's, you know, that, that third, that second Thursday night game, the 21st, is that, that is that one that can get flexed or do you, is that one, do they stay kind of in position? Be- no, I think or- those, I think those stay in position. Yeah. Uh, as you pull away, you know, some of the positives from, from, you know, the game with Tampa. And I know it, it's it's not easy, but I look I look at that that third quarter drive. It was just 14-6. You can start at your own 29, and, and, and that is when we kind of saw the really the Alvin Kamara that we all thought that we would from, from the get-go. And again, he he didn't play, right? It was his first action, but he goes plus nine, plus six, uh Car to Mike Thomas plus eight, Alvin plus thirteen, Taysom plus four, car to Alvin plus eight. Now you do bog down in the red zone, but that that drive from an offensive flow felt about as as kind of you know scripted and as solid as ever. Yeah, look, there's
0: some flashes of some things. You know, you just mentioned it having Alvin back out there. Um, he he had a lot of targets, got a lot of receptions, not a lot of yards uh, uh, receiving, and yet, you know, he had 11 carries for for uh, 51 yards, a 4.6 uh, yard average running the football. So there's some good things there. It's good to see Mike Thomas kind of get back to being the Mike Thomas we know uh, over these last four games. And then look, I'm really excited about, about uh, um, Chris Olave and, and, Rashid Shaheed and the things that they can do. Um, I felt like the offensive line performed better this last week. We need to continue to improve there, but we also need to, um, we need to have some consistency in, in terms of who we've got out there. And so we haven't been able to do that because of, you know, various injuries. So there's some things that that uh, um, I feel like um, I see signs of, of that gelling together and, and uh, it needs to happen quickly.
1: Yeah, and again, uh, yeah, I agree. And hopefully you get it's – a, it's a domino effect. If you get Cesar Ruiz back, he goes back to right guard. Hurst goes back to left guard. You get Paul Sardipo back. Then Alante stays in the slot. I mean, there's a lot of things that have to happen. We'll We'll see on – on Wednesday when, when they really get back to practice, but you know, just having like Mike Thomas around in week five, right. In the last few years, he hadn't been around in week five. So I, a hundred percent, uh, agree with you. Um, yeah, I think, I think the other thing about Mike that's, uh, uh you know, we, we
0: tend to overlook is he's a, he's a really passionate player. Um, and you know, this is, this is a game of emotion in a lot of ways. You have to have passion for the game and, you have to have energy, and, and man, he brings that. And, and I think sometimes we – yeah, we certainly miss the 149 catches that he had that one season, but we also miss his passion for the game, his passion to compete. Um, that's contagious, and, and so I appreciate that being back uh, on the field for us um, along with, you know, his ability as a receiver.
1: Going to take a break. We're going to step aside. We'll be back with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager, Mickey Loomis. This is the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the Saints Hour. Mike costs along with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis, will be speaking later on in the broadcast with Rob Nakovich, the former Saints draft pick, played with New England and the Saints. He's had a very interesting uh, NFL career uh, with both teams, uh, even Miami Super Bowls. Uh, lots of things to talk to Rob about, so uh, he'll be joining us a, a little later. And as you when you go back to the last time these two teams played, it was 2021 Saints at New England. You get three interceptions, one of them a pick six, and you you want to draw up a, a, a game plan and a script to win on the road. Uh, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, look, um, listen, they're they're
0: just like us. They're desperate for a win. Um, Coming off a game where they probably didn't feel like they put their best foot forward, just like we did. So uh, we're going to have two desperate teams with with uh, um, really great coaches. Um, you know, it's well documented what Bill and his staff have done over the years. So we're going we're going to have to bring our A game um, in order to be competitive and and
1: try to get a win. Yeah, and there's no, I mean, you know, this is not a question, but I mean, obviously, you know, their their schedule if you were a patriot fan you could say what what are the what did we do to the nfl and they opened up with philly miami then it's the jets but remember this would have been the jets with aaron Rodgers, right and then at dallas so those four games i mean they're one and three record uh, with that opening four again the jets wasn't aaron Rodgers, but still that's that's a pretty strong opening four yeah and look
0: you know when those schedules come out you always look at what what happened the year before and that kind of Dictates how you feel about the strength of the schedule, but but here's what the thing: every year, um, you're not playing last year's team; you're playing this year's team, and and you know we'll we'll have to wait till the end of the season to determine how tough uh, or easy each of our schedules um, really are. Yeah, and I'll but be- I know this. They're going to be ready to play. We're gonna uh, we're gonna have to bring our A game, and uh,
1: I'm confident we'll do that. All right. I and mean, again, as, as you said, it's not sometimes you know it's when you plan you know depending on you know the situation there but for you know for a bill belichick defense and this is a team that's one in three they're still 10th best passing 10th best rushing defense i mean this is a typical now they've lost a couple of players that we know are not going to be there matthew judon and and their cornerback uh gonzalez but uh we, even still this defense with bill belichick still one of the best yep absolutely any reason when you look at the franchise now, again, I mean, it's, you know, they, they the franchises mirror themselves in a way because they had Tom Brady and Drew Brees, but franchise and organizational success um, as to why both franchises from the ownership down have been successful for such a long time, uh, even beyond their quarterbacks. Well, I don't know
0: that you can say beyond their quarterbacks because, listen, you, you, you know, you get. You get um, a Drew Brees or Tom Brady, um, you pair them with a great coach, you know, Bill Belichick. I think Chum Payton's a great coach. Um, look, that's the recipe for success and the rest of it, uh, you know, we fill in with. So um, we've got to get back to that. You know, we've got to get back to having success. We, you know, and having success to me is making the playoffs and being a serious contender for a championship. And that's what we're striving for. And then I know that's what they're striving for as well. So um, you have to, you know, sometimes you have to overcome some things and you have to overcome, you know, injuries and you have to, you know, restock your team, restock your roster. Um, But I think the principles that you, you, you know, you, uh, you run your organization by don't change and, and they have been consistent for a long, long time and, and hopefully we've been consistent as well. And, and, that will carry the day, um, over a period of time. Do you know Bill Belichick? Well, I wouldn't say I know him well, I know him. I've had uh, some conversations with him over the years. We've, we've done some, you know, some trades over the years. I think he's much closer to Sean than, than, um, uh, and certainly I am, but, but man, I just have so much respect for him and, and the work that he's done and how he runs his, his team. And, and, um, uh, yeah, I don't want to give him too many accolades so before we call him. <laughs> uh,
1: one thing we haven't talked about, and that was what a, what a September it was uh, for Caesar Superdome. Uh, we had Garth Brooks, then your home opening win with Tennessee, uh, Beyonce, and just kind of the pe- the fans getting their first look. Now, the renovation is f- far from over. We've got a complete west side of the building to do. But any, any chance that you've had a chance to talk to fans and kind of how they have liked Uh, the new openness and the new spaces uh, that the renovation have provided. Yeah. I, you know, I haven't really talked to
0: any of, of uh, our fans about what's been done. Obviously it's half done. Uh, I've seen it. I've walked it. I walked it before um, season began. I was really impressed with the work that was done and just really proud of the fact that we've got this building that was built in the seventies and it's still, you know, a top venue, uh, a good enough venue for all these these uh, non football acts to come in a, a venue where we can hold um, an NFL football game uh, at the highest level. And we can still attract Super Bowls and Sugar Bowls and national championship games um, that speaks to the vision that uh, the original architects uh, uh, and people who made that happen uh, have. You know, it just speaks to how um, how smart they were, really. Yeah. Um, And also to listen also to all of the people that have been involved at the state and local level. um, And, you know, the people in our organization who have continued to make this um, not just a viable building,
1: but um, an awesome venue. Well, and you're you're kinda of like uh, like me. We we spend a lot of time on the West side, on the G side, in the press box. That that side hasn't been hasn't that'll come next year. So a lot of the things that will happen and have happened on the East, uh we will see uh in, in person uh next year. So I can't wait because then the twenty-four season and then the twenty-five Super Bowl, which will be the fiftieth year of, of this building. So looking very much forward to it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.